0: Require upfront payment. Injury victims face a path towards a healthier future or one fraught with complications. First steps are key, so let Ashton and Price be your guide. The consultation is free and there is never a fee unless you win, so Google Ashton and Price for a free consultation.
1: Remember, for the best advice, don't think twice. Call Ashton and Price. Money 1055. Views expressed on the following program are not necessarily those of this station, its owners, staff, or management. The following program is sponsored by Simply Great Lives. Welcome to the Impact Hour on Money 1055, where you live with passion, make a difference, and come alive. This show is about you, your life, your impact, and your legacy. Now your hosts, John and Rena. Hello,
2: welcome to the Impact Hour today. This is John, and uh, Rena is out today, taking a break. Today you are in for a real treat. Today we have with us, we have Johnny, Raul, and Michael, and together they are a part of a group called Unchained Men, and they are out there helping men to step into bigger, better versions of themselves. They're helping them to be better husbands and better fathers and to be better leaders in the world.
0: And uh, why don't you guys introduce yourselves? Hey, I'm Johnny Luhan. I am part of the Unchained Men group, and I am an unchained man. Hello, my
3: name is Michael Stevens. I am part of the Unchained Men's group, and I'm unchained.
4: (laughs) I'm Raul Lopez, Jr. Um, We are the founders of unchainedmen.com, and I'm unchained. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about what you guys are doing.
0: Well, let's see. Uh, uh, Let me qualify with uh, kind of my background, uh, Johnny. Um, I grew up in Southern California and made some, without a lot of good, Uh, I guess, decision-making upbringing, I took a couple of wrong turns in my life without asking for help or direction, and it took me down a long, lonely path to homelessness, uh, alcoholism, drug addiction, uh, not knowing a way out. And I finally got introduced to a gentleman who told me I didn't have to live that way anymore if I didn't want to. And he showed me some skills of how to live a better life. Uh, Over a period of time, I learned some uh, personal skills, relational skills that got me into uh, a great relationship and married 26 years, four daughters, three grandsons, um, an entrepreneur, businessman, uh, beautiful home in Granite Bay, a couple of Harleys, and uh, my life is grand. Awesome. Yeah. So we want to share that. You know, as Unchained Men, we we hide sometimes. We uh, hide behind the masks that we put up uh, from pride and ego and what other men will think about us. So one of our missions is to do that, is to be authentic, teach men how to really reach deep into their feelings into their hearts and really become the men that we're called to be instead of hiding
2: very cool yeah i know from my experience uh, i wasn't taught how to feel and not taught how to feel safely so you know a lot of times been you know keeping it in you know trying to just stuff the feelings because if and if i was angry then maybe somebody would get hurt or if i was upset or sad or whatever maybe Maybe people wouldn't accept me or or whatever, and so I've not taught how to do that. So, really appreciate what you guys are doing here. Yeah, why don't you go, Michael? Yeah,
3: well, um, my name is Michael Stevens, and growing up, I, I definitely had one of those uh, stereotypical childhoods being a being an African American male, father in prison, high school dropout, a felon before I was eighteen. And all of these things were pretty much stacked against me in the sense of you're going to be a failure to society. You're not going to have any, anything to contribute. But as I moved through life, I realized that all of these things, these difficult, stumbling blocks that have been put positions in my life, they were actually blessings. I started to look into um, just the, the the uncomfortable areas of my life, and I found out that you know I really have a passion to help people. It gave me empathy. To help kids that were in my position, uh, going through you know their 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 troubles. So now I get to be the man that I always needed when I was growing up,
2: and it's nice. beautiful. Very cool. I
3: have an after-school program with a juvenile for Placer County, and and I, and I help mentor children, and I and and I also s- motivational speak with Unchained Men. So it's really about teaching people how to heal. Awesome. And use what they have to use what you have, what you've been given.
4: Very cool. Yeah, this is Raúl. Uh- for me growing up um, i was I, I dealt with abandonment issues at a very young age. I was separated from my father and, and as I grew up, I realized that he he left our household and he, he living his lifestyle and he had his own life to live. but prior to him leaving, I was very close with him. We had a really close bond and uh, when he left it, it really changed my life it skewed me at the time i didn't understand at the age of seven i didn 't understand that it was an emotional Scar. It was an emotional challenge, Um, and not understanding that, I I went through a lot of uh, mental challenges, pain, um, aggression, um, depression, all these emotions that can come when we have a challenge, but being so young, I didn't understand them. So uh, not understanding them just caused confusion and hatred, and I started to just fight and um, do things that I think the average kid doesn't do and it put me through a, a lifelong um, battle of just not understanding where I was. I ended up on the streets a lot um, in gangs, um, incarcerated from 14, uh, basically until I was 24 years old. I got out of San Quentin prison. And I always had these three questions in my mind. And anything that I would do where I was usually making bad decisions, I always wondered, why do I feel this way? Why do I act this way? And why do I do these dumb things that I do, getting myself in trouble all the time? And uh, – What it came down to was a journey of understanding who I was and how do I answer these questions, and uh, I found in psychology 101 when I got into college um, at the age of 25 – I started going to college because I had to (laughs) based on my parole stipulation – I found psychology 101, and that – 101 class taught me that there are some reasons that we do what we do. So it was a great introduction, and it was kind of enlightening for me. And I went on to continue to study different forms of psychology, um, programming, conditioning, those types of subjects, and I learned why I felt the way I did, why I did the things I did, and um, why I acted the way I acted. So from there, I wanted to give back, and I've been going into like juvenile hall in a few different counties, and I work with these kids who, who are lost and that have that same deception from something that may have happened to them in their life, and they're just making bad decisions. So um, I work with these kids now. Um, I am part of Unchained Men because I've realized that a lot of these kids who are lost are missing their father. Um, They're not in their lives, or their fathers are challenged. So with that, we're hoping as Unchained Men in our group, we're not hoping, we're knowing that uh, if we work with these men, that it's going to – first, it's going to help them to change and understand who they are. And then it's, that will help them in their relationships, in their marriages. And that strong household, that foundation, is gonna never. their kids will never experience some of the things that I experienced or any of us have experienced in our lives. So that's where we're at with Unchained Men. I was just talking to our, my partner, Michael, here, um, and we were talking about how – who are we as Unchained Men? I said we're a group of guys who have just lived in, 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 in hell, if I can say that, um, and we've come through the fire, and now we're carrying buckets of water to help the men who are continuing in that fire.
2: Very nice. Awesome. So you guys have events, right? So what's your next event that's coming up?
0: Well, we do a, a meetup event at Destiny Community Center in Rockland, California. We launched that last month kind of uh, at, at the end of the year in December. And so it's just getting going. It's a meetup. We meet there the first and third Tuesday of every month. From 5:30 to 7 p.m., uh, it's great. We network for a little while. We start. We talk about uh, real issues. Uh, from there, we'll be doing some uh, some workshops, some one-day, two-day workshops. Eventually, we'll do a, a three-day uh, event or a seminar somewhere uh, off off-site. And then we have our Unchained Men Summit coming in February 24th uh, at Destiny Community Center.
2: Awesome. And if people are interested in this they would go to unchainedmen.com is that right? That's
0: correct. Yeah, that's our website. Awesome. Yeah.
2: Now tell me a little bit about the people who you would hope to come to events like this. Is it any <laughs> any guy or is, you know just
0: who yeah, you're You know what? To... It's men and it's young men, right? And we're looking I think we said 15 years old all the way up to in a wheelchair <laughs> to 90, 90, 100 years old, <laughs> right? Because uh, we can we can hide for many many years. Mm-hmm. And you know, just a couple of weeks ago, we had a couple of guys show up to the meetup. And we a small talk because that's what guys do. We just small talk. Just talk about the game and all this kind of stuff. And then once one guy gets vulnerable and says, hey, you know what? I'm really going through something. Let me share it with you. And we let him be vulnerable and share. All of a sudden, the guy next to him just starts mm-hmm. telling us about how messed up his life is, how um, – you know, he's not connected with his son. His son's going down the wrong path. And so it's it's those kinds of men, you know, basically every man, because every man usually hides, although we think we're not hiding. We think we have it all together. Mm-hmm. Deep down, if you really go deep down, you know what? He's worried about his son, right, his 15-, 16-, 17-year-old son who leaves the house from 8 in the morning till 8 p.m. and doesn't know what that kid's doing out there. If that son, that teen, as we see him in juvenile hall, uh, as that son's roaming the streets... Is he really have a foundation of manhood, or does he have a foundation of what the world's perception of manhood is
2: mm. and what
0: he's watching on TV and what he sees on the Internet? Mm-hmm. Is that his perception of manhood? And so we're here to tell them the real deal, the real story, uh, share some, some personal stories of, uh, of overcoming that we've done and how we have be, become vulnerable and honest. And for a man to be honest, I mean truly deep honest, it's a process. So that's who we're trying to reach, Unchained Men. Uh, with the meetup is just come, be yourself. You know, We're going to have fun. We're going to have deep conversation. And we're going to give these guys tools that they can be- take back to their households, to their sons and their daughters. And our prayer is those sons and those daughters have a successful life, successful school, and they're going down the right path in society.
4: Very cool. Well, one of the good things about our meetup, too, I think that's different is though there's no charge. So mm-hmm. our, our meetups are free for men to come. And join us and, and see what's going on. Um, going back to your question in regard to uh, who, uh, what type of man, um, it, it really is a, a broad range from age 14 and up um, because I meet people all the time. And I find it so interesting how I'll bring up the subject of maybe conditioning to somebody my age, um, you know, over 40. <laughs> and, uh They'll have no idea that there is such a thing. Like what, when I ask, you know what conditioning means, they'll say, you mean like working out at the gym? And I'll be like, oh, no, there's another form. There's a psychological form of conditioning. And we'll talk a little bit about it, and they'll go, wow. And they'll be really interested because they're wanting to have that same question answered, those whys.
2: Awesome. So, yeah. So I'd like to talk more about that right after the break. Perfect.
5: Do you want to enjoy more deep, meaningful, satisfying relationships? Do you want to feel more connected? Do you want to feel like people get you? Learn how to be the kind of person people respond to. Create better results with your kids, your partner, clients, coworkers, and friends. Go to BeAndConnect.com and get started with your free videos today. That's BeAndConnect.com. Learn from hosts John and Rena from the Impact Hour. You can have that sense of connection you desire. Go to BeAndConnect.com now.
6: Meaning significance satisfaction connection you can have it all learn how on the impact hour wednesdays at 2 p.m on money 105.5 host john and rena will help you be a change agent a leader a hero move through your world touching lives and experiencing a deep sense of connection and meaning listen to the impact hour wednesdays at 2 p.m on money 105.5 your impact matters you matter did you miss a show check out past shows at the
1: Live with passion, make a difference, and come alive. This is the Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 105.5.
2: Welcome back to the Impact Hour. So we were just sharing before the break about how when we grow up, I'm sure it's everybody, but we're talking about men today, how we grow up and we're conditioned. Tell us more about this conditioning that takes place.
3: Well, one of the best ways I can describe conditioning is with my own life. So as a young kid, at nine years old, my dad went to prison, and from that moment on, I really blamed myself. I figured if something wrong with me, I had to have done something from my dad to to be in prison. So I'm, I'm growing up, I see all these 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 families with their dads around, and I just felt like, man, like my life just really really sucks. And it got and I, and I held on to that that nine year old's belief all the way up until I was a father and a husband. And I remember sitting in a in a seminar, and I remember thinking, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a son, I'm going to name him the same name as my father, and I'm going to raise him up and have this relationship with my dad through my son that I never had. Mm. Well, I was like 30 years old. So I'm a 30-year-old man living through a 9-year-old's viewpoint of life, and that's why it doesn't really matter what age because the truth is you could be 50 years old, but you could be living through the trauma of, a, of your 5-year-old self. Mm. So this is really about taking an honest look at yourself, reconciling, looking into, into your life and having the courage to be vulnerable. And awesome. the
2: heal. Yeah, I think a lot of people can relate to that. I know I can. You know, going through life feeling like an eight-year-old, but you're in a you know twenty or thirty, forty, whatever year-old body, and you still feel like you're eight. <laughs> you, know.
4: you know, one uh, one of uh, in, in my book, uh, it's called Heal the Boy and the Man Will Appear. Um, understanding the importance of of understanding your emotions, uh, I talk about that. That from a child, we create associations from things that happen to us. <laughs> And for me, it was like love. I associated it with pain because of the bond that was broken when I was so young. And so throughout my life growing up, most of the time I didn't trust people who wanted to love me or f- closely like friend me because I thought, no, you're going to leave. Right. I had those, those mm. abandonment issues. So I, 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 that, that was a, a condition, right, an association that I created in my own mind. And what I had to do to fix that or to change it, to recreate a new association to myself was to go back to that child. I had to go back, and I, I, I literally met that child, um, and that's probably a whole other show, but I met that child, and um, I was able to speak and confront the child and, and and set myself free from the conditioning of that young man, that young boy. So, yeah, I mean, it usually does go back to our childhood, and a lot of times, like we were talking about when we talk about men and their conditioning, they don't understand that. They don't know if they're thinking Whatever their challenge is, they're thinking as a child sees it, and not as that, you know, twenty, thirty, forty-year-old adult anymore. They're still thinking of the the, the situation as a seven, eight-year-old child.
3: Yeah, and, and a lot, as long as they're thinking on that, that, thinking that way, they're not actually living into the present. They're living in the past. Like their their past is constantly in front of them, versus right. being actually in the moment now.
2: Right, and it's subtle. You know, a lot of times we think, oh, well, that's that's other people. You know, mm-hmm. other people have these weird issues. But I think it's most of us. Yeah, but it, it's so subtle, and it's it's not like right in front of us. It's mm-hmm. like looking through colored glasses, and we don't realize we're seeing the world a different way than anybody else, mm-hmm. b- shaped by our past experience. Yeah. Cause like I know when I grew up, if if there somebody was angry, that meant somebody was going to get hurt. Mm. You know, so now, now if there's conflict in my life, it's like, oh man, whoa. Yeah. Watch out. Somebody's going to get hurt. This <laughs> is a problem, right? right.
4: Yeah. Exactly. It's, exactly wow. yeah. it's an association you yeah. have. Yeah. I see. It's real stuff.
2: Yeah. Do you have anything to add, Johnny?
0: Well, you know what? For me, and it's really interesting, for me growing up, my parents have been married. Uh, this coming year is going to be 60 years. So I grew up with a dad, you know, uh, in my household. Um, I grew up in kind of a Hispanic household. So there was a lot of um, pride, a lot of ego in our household. Um, you know, don't cry. Cry, I'll give you something to cry about. Mm. So my perception of being a man was really seeing my grandfather, my father, my uncle, and how machismo they were and how, how they carried themselves and how they you know, just looked at people and people would look away. So as I grew up, that's kind of how I pictured what a man should be. So at a very young age when I would have a little fear, I found the bottle mm. early in my life. And so I was able to, I saw, you know, my dad, I saw my uncles, They everybody drank, right? So I go, that's part of being a man. So I started it and I was the wrong guy to put that substance in my body. And for the, for many, many years, I mean, uh, from the time I was about 12 and a half to 29, <laughs> I ran uh, a, a life of my perception of manhood was pain, right? was evil, was 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 be the first one to hit Do those kinds of things And mm. that proved me a man, right If I was the last one standing I, I was the man And it got me into a whole lot of trouble with the law Got me a whole lot of trouble uh, Through a divorce, uh, through the court system Removing a child from my life And I got at the end of my rope When I was 29 With everything removed out of my life Sitting on a porch In Oxnard, California Looking up into the heavens and saying Maybe I'm not the man. <laughs> is, mm. this, is this manhood, right? Now I'm a scared little 12-year-old boy in a 29-year-old's body, scared to death, and not knowing which way to go. And that, that started my journey into recovery and into really what a man is, you know. And, and it's, it's all about r- recognizing your emotions and really getting in, in touch with who you are and how you were created. And from there, pick up those tools, right, that we're going to provide for you. Um, because most of us, no matter how good your household was, your upbringing or your conditioning is only as good as they were conditioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And their parents before them and their family before them, that's their conditioning. And so they raise you. I mean, man, my parents have been married a long time. I great, I see my parents all the time. But they raised me only as best as they knew.
2: Yeah. We found that even if the parents are doing nothing wrong, they're they're mm-hmm. doing well. A child can interpret what's happening in a exactly. different way than than what might be intended or mm-hmm. meant, you know. And it, and they're just trying to make sense of the world, and the parents, you know, just doing their thing, and it's not. Well, in a young like, child, you know, in a young yeah.
0: child, when you're growing up, right, and your parents give you so much pride, like, hey, you're doing a great job, and doing so good in school. Well, you could be bullied at school, right. but you're so afraid to tell them, you don't tell them. Right. And so that pain and anger stuffed inside of you, and you go through the motions, and, hey, look how good Johnny's doing. Oh, look how Johnny's doing so good, but he's broken man. The yeah. so, dying. Right, and so by the time he becomes a teenager, and then he starts dating, and then pretty soon he's, he, he's never answered the critical questions of manhood. You know, and so he just kind of does what his parents did, and just kind of go and live life. So, what are the critical questions of manhood? Wow, who are you? You know, I mean that's a that's a a very critical question. Mm -hmm. When I do when I do seminars, uh, I'm a motivational speaker as well. So when I go do seminars, I run people through a process of looking into a mirror, like when you go into a shower, and the shower the mirror is full of fog, Mm -hmm. and you walk into that shower. And you walk into the bathroom, you're looking right in the mirror, and you get your little towel, and your face is about 10 inches from the from the mirror, and you wipe the mirror. And you stare at yourself for about five minutes without looking away, and it's really hard to do. But you just stare at yourself for five minutes and ask that question, who am I? Mm. You know, and when I used to look in the mirror, I, I couldn't look at myself for more than 10 seconds because all I saw was liar, cheat, and thief. Mm-hmm. And I would tell myself that, you know what, you're just a liar. You're a loser. You know what, you, you, you lost your family, you lost your kid, and you don't care. And you're going no, And I would tell myself that, and I couldn't look at myself. So that was what my biggest question was, was, who are you? And when I started uncovering really who I was, who my creator made me to be, man, my whole life started changing. Pretty soon I wasn't that crummy little kid. I wasn't a liar anymore. I was working on being honest. I wasn't a thief. I was working on integrity. I was working on skills life skills that would transform who i was into the man the unchained man that i am today
4: nice that that works for for men and women and and anybody it really does we're talking men and unchained men right now but um just letting quieting your mind i think is really important to understanding who you are if you can quiet your mind then you can listen to your soul you can you can hear who you are you we speak you know it speaks to us and um, just th- when you understand that, what you find, and when you're looking at yourself in that mirror or if you're meditating or whatever you're doing, you'll, you'll find that all you seek in quietness and all you find in that quietness is love and light, patience. That's who we are. That's, think, think about a child. An innocent child is full of happiness. They'll try anything. They want to be this. They want to do that. Kids are just loving, fun, and full of joy. That's who we are. That is 100% who we are, but we forget it. Society bends us and breaks us. And like we talked about parents, our pa- I love my mother. I was raised with, with just her. She's one of the most important people in my life. But there were things that she said to me, not knowing so, that, that conditioned me to believe things that I believe that she probably shouldn't have taught me. However, it wasn't – I don't blame her because that's what she was taught so it's it's generational right and that's 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 the chain that's those are the links that fall generationally mm-hmm. into our families and our kids that we're breaking with these unchains because i i don't blame again i say i don't i don't blame anybody in my life uh, as an adult my parents or anything like that for the th- things that i put myself through and i say that i put myself through i, I blamed a lot of people <laughs> early <laughs> on right my my dad left me my mom didn't do this or you know whatever but i put myself through those things because of the beliefs like like a Johnny was just talking about the stories that I told myself. But if, when, you, when you quiet your mind and you find yourself, we are all that love, that joy, that light who can do anything that we want to do. And you hear that a lot. And it's almost come cliche, but it's not. If you understand who you are um, in God and who we are created to be, um, truthfully, you can do whatever you want to do. And uh, we've created this Unchained Men's program and these events because we want people to understand that when when somebody joins our program, when you join our program, when you come to our event, you're going to see the change in you and and who you are. And I keep saying uh, some of the other people that we've been talking to. I said, get hus- wives, get your husbands there because when they get home, you're going to say, who is this guy? Who is this guy? <laughs> Who's this great guy? You know, it's going to be it's going to be a great time.
2: Awesome. We have about one minute left before the break. I'll close on this. Uh,
3: don 't let this world this outside world this external this external environment put a label on who you are personal responsibility is is, is where you find your true identity it's not out there it 's not in this medication it's not in this new job it's not in this new girlfriend it's not in uh, a, a leaner stomach it's in the knowledge of just knowing who you truly are as a human being and and live 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 a life from your heart out to the world
2: not from the world to your heart mm. I like that a lot. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty awesome. You talked about the blaming. One of the things that we like to share with our listeners a lot is that one of the big first steps is to just get rid of blame. Mm-hmm. Just no judgment. Don't be judging yourself. Don't judge other people. It just is.
3: You, you cannot be a victim and have power at the same time.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you take take the judgment out, then you can look at it and go, okay, this is what it is. I accept what it is, And then from there, then change can can take place.
0: Well, you know, it's the it's the whole basis of the serenity prayer, you know. And so when I give a, I have a title of one of my talks and it's called courage to change the things you can. Mm-hmm. Right? Give me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, the wisdom you to know the difference. The only things we can change mm-hmm. is us. And all of us have the ability to change us ourselves. You just have to have the courage to do it. Mm-hmm. And there's plenty of courage out there. You just Come to the Unchained Men Conference. You've got to get Unchained. You've got to get Unchained, unchained man. in there. there. You've got right? courage it's in there. It's all right there. there. It's in there. You've got to break it out. There will be more of this
2: when we come back from the break. You've been listening to the Impact Hour.
7: Have imported the Hoover Institution for townhall.com. Although a tax cut may have been a nice Christmas gift, it needs some follow on spending cuts to work. At best, Republicans have eaten their dessert first, waiting to eat their spending cut vegetables later. At worst, they will have increased the federal deficit by another trillion dollars or more. By most estimates, even stimulating economic growth will not fully pay for the tax cut. Republicans will now have to undertake the politically courageous step of cutting federal spending. It will be difficult to make spending cuts without touching Medicare or Social Security, which President Trump has said are off limits. Meanwhile, there's pressure to undo the sequester, automatic cuts on spending no one liked, but which have at least kept spending growth down. Ideally, Republicans would have disciplined themselves to do tax and spending cuts at the same time. Tax cuts may come and go, but the federal debt remains forever, it seems. And without spending cuts, it grows. I'm David Davenport.
1: Fridays at 2, lock it into Money 105.5 for the rush hour for success. It's a show dedicated to your success with information about what's going on in the community, reviews of places to visit around Sacramento, and of course, topics that involve experts in money strategies, business, real estate, and things that matter most in life. Join the watch star himself, Jim T. Chon. Get entertained, get educated, and get with the rush for success. Fridays at 2 on Money 105.5.
6: Your greatest life is achieved when you have great relationships. But relationships can be messy, and that can make your life that way, too. Finally, there's a radio show that offers hope to people, marriages, families, businesses, and communities. Tune in to Relationship Essentials with Michael Baggett, Friday afternoons at 4 on Money 105.5. End the work week and start your weekend empowered. Listen to Relationship Essentials with Michael Baggett, Friday afternoons at 4 on Money1055, brought to you by Principles to Live By.
2: Hi, this is Eric Olofsky-McKay,
0: host of Real Life Lending. It's 2017, and this is the year for you to stop paying your landlord's mortgage. Work with me directly to learn about programs that are available to you and how to take advantage of the many down
5: payment assistance programs in our area. Call me now, 916-806-0606. That's 806-0606. And don't forget to listen in to Real Life Lending,
2: Wednesdays at 10. a.m. Essex Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS 70377, BRE 936013, DOC 603G833, Eric McKay 288343.
6: You don't have to live with teeth that hurt, dentures that slip, and a smile you hide from everyone. With dental implants, Parrish Family Dental will give you that amazing smile you've dreamed about. Missing teeth, old worn dentures, partial dentures, Any of these can make chewing difficult and painful. With dental implant technology from Parrish Family Dental, you can eat your favorite foods, protect your own teeth, and experience a renewed confidence and self-esteem a beautiful smile will bring. And right now, you can get a full implant and crown for just $2,500. That's over half off what you would pay other implant dentists. Visit ParrishFamilyDental.com and pick your location, either Carmichael or Granite Bay. Then tell them you want the implant special you heard about on the radio. Interest-free financing is available on approved credit. Eat the foods you want and get that smile you deserve. Parishfamilydental.com. That's parishfamilydental.com. Wednesday morning at 8 on Money 105.5, it's Beyond the Numbers, your weekly look at the real-life issues related to your business, your taxes, and your money with your host, Mark Bellows, a certified financial planner with over 25 years of experience helping clients with their needs on many levels, including tax planning, consulting, strategic planning, and other complex issues. Find Mark online at CLAConnect.com. That's CLAConnect.com. Go Beyond the Numbers, Wednesday at 8 a.m. on Money 105.5.
5: Do you want to enjoy more deep, meaningful, satisfying relationships? Do you want to feel more connected? Do you want to feel like people get you? Learn how to be the kind of person people respond to. Create better results with your kids, your partner, clients, coworkers, and friends. Go to BeAndConnect.com and get started with your free videos today. That's BeAndConnect.com. Learn from hosts John and Rena from the Impact Hour. You can have that sense of connection you desire. Go to BeAndConnect.com
2: now.
1: Do you want to enjoy Live with passion, make a difference, and come alive? This is the Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 105.5. Welcome back to the Impact Hour.
2: If you've missed any past episodes or would like to get this show as a podcast and take us with you, you can go to theimpacthour.com. We have instructions there on how to set it up as a podcast, or you can just listen to past episodes, anything that you missed there. And if you have a question, if you've been uh, listening to us today and you've had a question about maybe what's going on in your life or you just weren't sure about something and wanted uh, an answer to a question you had, you can call us at the station here at 866-576-1055. Again, that is 866-576-1055. So we've been talking with these fellows from uh, in their group called Unchained Men and we've been talking a little bit about manhood and what it means to be a man. So one of you guys want to say some more about that? Yeah. So
3: when it comes to being a man, I think one of the biggest, the biggest principles is personal responsibility. And what personal responsibility really is, it's, it's looking into yourself for the answers. It's, 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 it's not looking externally for something to fix yourself with it's it's really looking inside and when you look inside when you take responsibility for your actions not only do you have uh, power in your life but you actually have a possibility of healing when you think of the difference between healing and and fixing is you know healing comes from within when you think of a of a um, you get a cut and you put a bandit on it the bandit does not heal the wound the wound itself heals itself and so I think as men, we really need to, to, to look inside of our life. We need to take personal responsibility for everything we've done. And it doesn't mean admitting that you've been wrong. It doesn't mean saying it's my fault. It's just going where the only place you have power in your life. And, that, and, that's, and that's from within.
2: That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say if the choice was to look without or to blame yourself, it might be better to blame yourself, blame myself, and have a chance to look at it and, and be able to go to that place of looking within. And of course, even better than that, of course, is to not blame at all, like we mentioned earlier, <laughs> yeah. right? Take yeah. the judgment yeah. out altogether. But sometimes people have a really hard time with that. It's mm-hmm. a, you grow up in a pattern of you know, something goes wrong. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the way you would label it. You went wrong. And so somebody is to blame. And so mm-hmm. you, you immediately go to blaming somebody for whatever happened. Mm-hmm. And, and for some folks, breaking out of that pattern is really tough. Well, and, in those in –
3: those, in those places that we don't in those places that we don't want to go look at in our life those painful places those those memories i found that those are the those are the places that i also found the biggest most amazing gifts mm-hmm. like for example i mean if i if i had not experienced having a father incarcerated and then dying a few years later i would not be the father that i am today like mm-hmm. i wouldn't have the drive to create something with my children that that I've never had myself. It, you know, so if I wasn't willing to really look and, and think, man, how has this really affected my life? and How do I want my kid's life to be? What kind of dad do
4: I want to be? Yeah. yeah. You know, that, that leads into uh, something I've learned that life happens for us, not to us. Hmm. Because that whole blaming thing, I went through <clears throat> stages of it. First, I didn't understand what was going on. And then I started blaming people for what was going on. And then when I got past blaming others, I started to blame myself. Mm -hmm. Like, man, I'm the one who did these things, and I'm the stupid guy, and I shouldn't have done this, I shouldn't have done that. And then I got to a point of understanding that, like Michael just said, um, I I gained a lot of wisdom and a lot of tools in in my life. You know, I'd say I've lived seven lives just because of the different scenarios I've been in in my (laughs) life, and that's probably another show too. But um, at some point, I realized I wouldn't have the skills, the wisdom, the empathy. For people to teach what we're teaching right now if these things in my life hadn't happened. So it's, so life happens for us. Mm. And, and we figure it out later, unfortunately. When, when we're in the middle of some dirt, we're like, what is going on? I don't understand why this is. I wish it wasn't me. But why not me? You know, Why not yeah. you? You know, and, and, and when you get past it, you go, you know what I learned from that? And then you start sharing it with people. And that's what it's about. Yeah. That's what it's about.
2: Yeah, I love that. That life happens for us. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, a lot of times on this show, we talk about people finding what they're really passionate about mm-hmm. and pursuing that in their life, and what we find it's not always true, but very frequently mm-hmm. people's deepest passions come out of a really horrible tough experience right. they've yeah. gone through you know cancer or they've mm-hmm. gone through you know abuse, mm-hmm. and then they come out of that and go man I'm I just get really fired up about this topic
0: right. yeah, and yeah. so
2: we find that sometimes. In the moment, like you mentioned, it's not like we really wanted that to happen to us. We're like, "What the heck is going on here?" Mm -hmm. And would rather it not happen at all. But then we look back and go, "Well, that shaped
4: who I am." Right? How many people have I helped with that experience that I've lived through? And I wouldn't be able to help. You know, I mean, you could read a book and, and get certain knowledge and if you're sharing that knowledge the passion's not going to be there you're basically going to be repeating what the book said but if you've lived it when you're sharing it you are truly empathizing and i in, i really enjoy that when i go into juvenile hall and i work with these incarcerated kids is it's 99% of whatever they tell me i've done felt you know i've been through yeah. and i can empathize with them and they can sense it they really can sense the energy like this guy understands what i'm talking about it's yeah. because i've been there i've been in your shoes right there where you're at and uh yeah, man, P- passion, it's, it's, it comes from our experience in life, so there's no one to blame. It's, uh, it's who we are. It's, it's, what, it's what was supposed to be in our life. It's happening for us. Yeah, right. and,
3: and when we pay back those experiences, that's where our wisdom comes from. Absolutely. We get our wisdom from those experiences yeah. that we've gone through, that understanding of what we've gone through. Mm. Yeah,
0: and sometimes, like Raul was saying, we don't understand why we're going through it. And, and for me personally, you know, I believe, uh, I believe it was providence for me. You know, I, I did things that were horrific. I lived a horrific life. I did just things that normal people don't do, um, you know, but when I came on the other side and I really started studying manhood and really who I was, something happened on the inside, right? And I really started uh, discovering philosophy. I started discovering um, um, just life and life skills of how to survive life and on life's terms, And, you know, going through divorce, jail, you know, losing my mind, losing everything I had, losing my kids, losing my home, everything. I came on the other side so knowledgeable about life that there's nothing that bad that you can't get over.
2: Mm,
0: I know that for a fact. And I've worked with a lot of people that were on the cliff, right, that were ready to jump off the bridge or that were really ready to leave their marriage, ready to just to run away from their kids. You know, just just they've had it. It's over, you know, and I share with them one or two of the stories that I got through and how I got through it. And you know what? They're alive today. And it's just it's just being compassionate and knowing that, man, I, I can be there for you. Let me tell you how it worked for me. Mm-hmm. And I go through a little scenario and they, their eyes open up and go, man, you were worse than me. And I go, yeah, see, it works. It works. And I help them walk through their road, right? Because, you know, I, I, I've, I'm a pastor as well. I've done many funerals. And some of those funerals are, are bad funerals. And it's some of those mm. men who continue to hide of something that happened in their past when they were children. And they carry it with them until one day when they're 40, 50, 60, Something happens and they snap and they just can't take it anymore.
2: Mm.
0: And our goal with Unchained Men is to find those men and say, you know what? You're not alone. Right? We, between the three of us, I don't think there's anything on the planet maybe (laughs) that, that we haven't seen, done, or felt. And we can help you get those tools, you know, and. You know, as we talk about the the women and uh, the the wives and the and the and the girls and the daughters that might be looking at their dad and going, "What happened to my daddy? Where's my dad? How come he ran away? Uh, How come he doesn't talk to me? How come he doesn't tell me I'm pretty?" You know what? We're here for those men, Mm -hmm. right? And so if you have a husband, if you have a dad, UnchainedMen.com, just get them somehow connected. However you have to do it. Right, Because we're here to help. That's, what, that's kind of what we're here for.
2: That's it, awesome. We will get to that right after the break.
6: Meaning, significance, satisfaction, connection. You can have it all. Learn how on the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Host John and Rena will help you be a change agent, a leader, a hero move through your world touching lives and experiencing a deep sense of connection and meaning listen to the impact hour wednesdays at 2 p.m on money 105.5 your impact matters you matter did you miss a show check out past shows at the
5: Do you want to enjoy more deep, meaningful, satisfying relationships? Do you want to feel more connected? Do you want to feel like people get you? Learn how to be the kind of person people respond to. Create better results with your kids, your partner, clients, coworkers, and friends. Go to BeAndConnect.com and get started with your free videos today. That's BeAndConnect.com. Learn from hosts John and Rena from the Impact Hour. You can have that sense of connection you desire. Go to BeAndConnect.com now.
1: Now back to the Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 105.5. Welcome back. You've
2: been listening to us interviewing unchained men today. And we've just been talking a little bit when we dropped off for the break about what's in it for the wives and the women and the children and the families. Why might this be important for them as well?
4: Oh, it's, it's really important. Um, the effect that a man has on a family um, is huge. It really drives the household, um, whether he's in the house or not, especially with, with his kids. Uh, but what I do know is that as as a man, and, and you know, we, we say unchained and we're unchained and we've come so far and out of the fire, um, but it never ends. We continue to learn and we continue to work on sharing our emotions. But I, I have an example of sometimes maybe if you're in an argument with your spouse or something, and you just want to say, I don't want to fight with you. I love you. You know, I'm sorry, but we hold it in. We, we just don't say it. And, um, you know, sometimes our spouse, that's, what they, that's just what they need too. You know, we, we feel it. We have that emotion, but we hold it in. And the wife's sitting there, and she, you can see she wants it. And you sometimes, I mean, for me, I, I know if I just say I love you and I'm sorry, that it's going to change the whole situation or the energy in the room. Everything's going to change. But as a man, that whole conditioning of I can't share my emotions, we just hold it in. And so badly we want to, to give that apology and we don't. And it's, at, at our events and working with us, you're going to learn that and how to just express it. And that's going to change your, the foundation of your household. It really is. And when it goes to marriage, because if you fix your marriage, um, like I, I keep saying, the foundation of your whole household is going to be strong and your children are just gonna are, they're gonna see it and they're gonna see the loving, the kindness, and they're gonna see how to apologize. They're gonna see how to express their emotions. Mm-hmm. Because if they don't, they're gonna hold them in, and that's poison, it really mm-hmm. is. Um, the other the other effect that you have on specifically on kids is daughters look up to their daddies, daddy's girl. Boys look up to their dads, right? That's mm-hmm. my dad, I wanna be like my dad, you know, whatever he does. Whatever he does, whatever he says, good or bad, our children's follow us. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I get in, I get in, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I get in conversations a lot with, uh, and I grew up hearing this too, Do my parents, do what I say, not what I do. Do what I say, not what I do. And I heard that over and over again, and I thought, you know what? Kids don't do necessarily what we say. <laughs> they, <laughs> they do what we do. And for whatever reason in this life, it's easier to do the wrong thing, right? It, it's easier to sit there quiet or, or yell and scream than to go, I'm sorry, honey, I love you, right? right. It's, e- it's easier to do the wrong thing. And, um, I've seen firsthand where kids hear you talking to somebody else like, oh, I should have took a bat and just, you know, whack that guy, or I should have done this. I should have done that. And then all of a sudden they get in trouble at school because they took a bat to school and they were going to beat somebody up. And you go, why did they do that? <laughs> what are you doing? So well, I heard you, dad. Right. They do what, what they see us, you know, live how we live. So, um, if we don't understand these things that we're teaching at our Unchained minivans, um, then, or when we do learn them, because you're going to learn a lot at our event, mm-hmm. then when you go home, you're going to pay more attention to what you're saying, how you're acting, how you present yourself, your body posture, how you resolve challenges with your wife, with your kids, and that changes everything. It really does. Awesome. Johnny, I think you had some stuff you wanted
2: to share as well about
0: the effect. Yeah, you know, Johnny. Uh, Johnny's got four daughters. Johnny's been married 26 years. Um, so, you know, I could have never imagined my daughters and who they are today. The young ladies they've turned out to be, um, uh, the, the, the boys that they're dating. uh my, one of my daughters is married. I have three grandsons, but you know, many years ago when I had no perception of what manhood was, what a man really is. You heard the story. My one daughter was taken from me by the courts, and my marriage was dissolved, and I was kind of thrown out of the court on my own being homeless. And by by learning skills and life skills and being a man and finding the courage to change the things I can, finding the courage to say those words, like Raul said, to my wife, right? When when all hell's breaking loose in my house, someone has to be the man, right? Someone has to say, you know what, enough's enough, Let's just stop. I love you. Let's take a break, right? But for us, it's hard to do. Now I get to sit with my daughters, and and one skill that I learned, and I'll share this with some of the guys out there, and I spoke about this a couple of conferences ago, that when my daughter, uh, I I grew up disciplinarian. I was a military guy, so everything was you do what I tell you to do, and that's the way it's going to be. Well, thank the Lord for my wife to help me with a couple of skills to communicate with my young daughters, uh, they looked at me like I was a monster because I just stood over them. And I had a scowl on my face, and I looked at them, and my intent was to scare them so they would do right. And that's not a skill, right? <laughs> that's that's, that's embedding fear into my daughter, fear of men. So my wife said, you know what you should do is you should get down on your knees when you talk to your kids. Mm. And I thought that was so belittling. I'm not going to get down there. And I never forget my daughter, April. And she did something, and she looked up at me, and I'm about ready just to scold her and tell her and go to your room. And I got down on my knees. And now I'm head-to-head with her. And I looked into those big, beautiful, hazel eyes with tears in them and her puffy little face. And I just looked at her, and I said, I love you. There's nothing on this planet you could ever do that would not make me love you. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about what just went – what happened – Right, and we and I talked to her. You know, you know, we don't do those kinds of things, or we don't say those kinds of whatever it was back then. And I gave her this big, big hug, and she cried me, and she said, "I love you so much, Daddy." That's awesome. Uh, you know what? I mean, I'm going to break down right now on the radio, but I'm yeah. but I'm in front of a bunch of guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, man. You it's can. okay. But uh, but you know what? I mean, that's a skill that if you don't have daughters, it works with your sons too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because no matter, you know, that's my boy. You know what? Your boy has a heart. And he wants his dad to love him, and he wants to hear those words. And he wants to feel his dad wrap his arms around him and say, son, there's nothing you could ever do to not make me love you. And I'm going to train you how to be a man. Mm-hmm. And one skill is to have affection for another man, right, and hug him and kiss him on the cheek and say, mm-hmm. I'm so proud of you. That's Let's powerful.
4: Do- yeah. that's, that's, that's really powerful. Right? Um, it's a powerful tool to have, yeah. honey. It yeah. really is. Um, I have a, another example of that with my son. Um, he's 10 now. And in the last couple of years, you know, he's, he started to run around and try and test us, you know, doing things that little boys do. And um, I started, you know, like any parent, we, we scold him, like, hey, knock it off. Don't do that. And he'll continue. And we'll kind of raise the, the, our voice or whatever it is and put him in his room and start punishing him. And I, and I noticed that it, it wasn't – scolding him wasn't working. And I was wondering, what's going on? Because he's, he seems like he's, now he's testing us. He's even getting even worse. So one day he was sitting in the living room, and I walked in, and he hadn't done anything he brought wrong. He was just sitting there, and I said, you know what, son? I want to tell you something. I said, do you know that I love you? And he just looked at me, and he said, yeah. And I said, I want to tell you something else. I said, lately you've been getting yourself in trouble, and I know we've been scolding you and yelling at you and putting you in your room. I said, but no matter what, I love you. Just because I was mad at you or scolding you for that second, that doesn't mean I'm always mad. And that you're always in trouble and that you're a bad kid. It just means right there at that time you did something wrong. But I love you. Like, just like what Johnny said, I said, mm. I love you. You're my son and there's nothing you can do. I don't care what you do. I love you. And he looked at me and it, it, again, it's like, you know, you want to break down just talking about. It. He looked at me, this little boy, and he just said, Really, dad? And I thought, man, in my mind, I'm like, I'm glad, so glad I said that to him because. By his answer, his reply, really, Dad? He was thinking that I'm always mad at him, mm-hmm. that maybe I don't love him, that he, there's something wrong with him. So to say those things is so important. And, men, if you're out there, if you're listening, make sure you talk to your kids and make sure you're clear what you're saying to them because those kids don't know anything that you haven't taught them to understand. So make sure you're clear and you expand what you're talking about to them.
3: Yeah. Great. That's, that's so true. I have a I have a beautiful seven-year-old daughter, and a couple weeks ago, she was at the the Global Winter Wonderland. You People in Sacramento probably know, probably know about that. But she face planted. She was running, and she fell smack on the concrete, and she cut her whole face open. And we had to take her on a Friday night into the emergency room, her first time to get stitches. Mm-hmm. And this is the most traumatizing experience that she has ever had in her little seven year <laughs> seven year life. Like this was it, and it was it was crazy, right? And she's crying. Oh my god, it hurts. It's gonna. They're gonna give me stitches. Well last last night or the, last night or the night before we had to take the stitches out and so here i am i'm taking this atomic scissors and she is freaking out she's literally reliving that tra- mm. most traumatic experience of her life and as she's screaming and she's screaming no daddy no and she was just crying and i and i held her in my arms i looked her in the eyes and and i realized that she was living the most traumatic experience she's ever had and so she can either move this emotion through her body or she can hold on to it and store it away and maybe manifest in, in some way in 30 years of her life. So I held in her arm in my arms and I just said just let it out, just let it and just let it gave her the gave her the, the freedom to express herself, to scream, to cry. She hit me a couple times. Wow.
2: <laughs>
3: but it was moved through. She didn't have to hold on to that. Nice. She released it and it's and it's gone. She's it's not going to be something that's going to be lagging on her for the next 20 years of her life. Nice. And this is what I believe Unchained Men will give us a chance to, to to give our families permission to to express themselves all the way instead of holding on to emotion. Absolutely,
2: that's nice. You know, to say more about whether we hold on to emotion or how to release it. I think that story is awesome.
4: Yeah, you know, I got I got a story for you about that because you know I call emotion and I'll I'll call it energy sometimes because it's an energy, right? Mm-hmm. E- an emotion. If it's joy, you're jumping up and down, you're clapping. Um, if it's anger, sometimes. They, you might punch somebody, um, or, you know, I don't know what you can do when you're angry. People do different things. But it is an energy that goes, and it's supposed to flow through us. So if it doesn't flow through you, then it sticks, especially if it's anger. It just sticks in there. And that's mm. where it comes back years later. You both, Johnny and Michael, both mentioned 20 years later, it, it, it just had to come out. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, energy is uh, powerful, and it has to flow through us. Awesome. You've been listening to the
2: Impact Hour. Thanks for listening.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: It's the Project Grow Radio Show. Are you an entrepreneur looking to grow your business with cutting-edge strategies and tactics? That's our mission here at the Project Grow Radio Show. It's a millennial's perspective and advice on faith, marketing, leadership, and technology. In a world that's quickly advancing, we bring you exciting interviews from today's top entrepreneurs and leaders. The Project Grow Radio Show, hosted by Adrian Boissel. Listen from your smartphone by downloading the Money 105.5 app, live every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. on Money 105.5 FM.
2: Violence and sudden attack of public locations seem to be happening more frequently. Thousands of people are being impacted daily as a result of violence. Do you know what the warning signs are? Would you know what to do if something occurred? Listen every Monday at 4 p.m. to Secure Sacramento, hosted by me, Hector Alvarez, where we're going to be talking about just that very thing, giving you ideas of what to do. Download the Money 105 app and send your questions to be answered live. Again, every Monday at 4 p.m. on Secure Sacramento. Listen, learn, and be prepared. Find us at wvpexperts.com. Call us before
5: you need us. What if your next vacation were more than just a vacation? How about a refreshing getaway where you can find personal renewal and form uplifting relationships with other fellow conservatives? Join Hugh Hewitt, Larry Elder, and Mike Gallagher on the 2018 Aloha Talkers Hawaii Cruise. This trip will be a great time to discuss the future of our country, all while sailing in paradise amidst the legendary Hawaiian islands.
4: We'll sail to some of the most beautiful islands in the world and see all the sights. Then at night...